Whatever you want to guys want to do. Hi. Turn. Did you say turn? Oh. Should we try it again? You're, you're good. You're, we're live. Okay. Good morning. Nice to see you're a part of the group this morning. Are you you're taking place your sister? Are you going to be on regular? That's pretty cool. Good morning to the rest of you. Glad to be here at the Red Barn with uh, maroon seating. Father, we thank you for this day. We bless you for your presence in our life. Thank you that we are overcomers through Christ who died for us. We bless you this day and we bless one another. We thank you for drawing us together in Christ. Amen. Amen. I wanted to um, sort of as a follow-up to last week, but remind us of uh, the prophetic word that we heard in January. And... I'm going to do that probably right after worship is done. Uh, just a couple quick announcements, though. Hi to those joining by Zoom or joining us later online or however you're seeing us. It's great to have you with us. And we, uh, in follow-up to last week, we will be going around to the neighborhood and knocking on doors and meeting neighbors and uh, seeing what people's prayer requests are and how we can help them. So we don't have a date set yet for when we're going to start doing that, but we will let you know as soon as we have one. And we'll probably do it regularly, you know, throughout the summer and maybe into the fall too. So just stay tuned for that for those who would like to come out with us. And for those to whom that sounds a little bit scary, uh, pray about coming with because that could be a good thing. And uh, May 15th, there's going to be a party at the Anderson's house, which is pretty empty. So we'll be outside for the party. And that's going to be May 15th, 4 to 7, just kind of a final farewell. There will be food. And so we look forward to seeing you there. We're also looking for volunteers to help with tech. If you are in any way technically inclined or not all that technically inclined, we could use some help. Um, we have some very faithful folks like Tim and CJ who are here all the time, Ruth, who has been here all the time. And it's nice for them to once in a while, you know, go to their cabin or go see their parents or do something like that other than being here every single Sunday. So a few other helpers on tech would be really awesome. So please talk to me or CJ uh, about that. And I've got some prayers written down here. So if we can all just join together in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. And we thank you for the beautiful weather. Early summer is very fun. We thank you for that. Thank you for the rain that we'll hopefully get today that's much needed. All the farmers are praying a lot for rain, I know, right now. And so we just put our trust in you when it comes to weather, when it comes to life, when it comes to everything that's going on. And we do pray for healing, Father God. There's a lot of people in need of healing right now. There's a lot of people not here this morning because they're home, because they need healing. Uh, my wife, Sarah, needs healing. Lord, and recovery from emergency surgery that she had on Monday. And that was a big surprise to everybody. She had her gallbladder removed, um, which was unexpected. And it went well, thank God. But we do pray for continued recovery for Sarah. We pray for Kaylee, who's not feeling well at home this morning instead of up on the worship team. Pray for Steve Johnson, who's still recovering from a staph infection and complications mm. from that. We pray for our friend Carrie, 
who is out of state and she's been having problems with her heart and with you know maybe other cardiovascular issues and pain with that and we pray for healing for her and anyone else present or anyone else watching if you need healing we pray healing for you in Jesus name mm-hmm. we thank you Jesus that the Bible says by your wounds we are healed and we receive that in Jesus name so be healed in Jesus name whoever you are wherever you are and we also pray for Tim Duick and his family Tim's mom is on her way to heaven soon she is reaching the end of the earthly portion of her life and she is going to step over and cross over into glory sometime soon, it sounds like. And so, Father God, we thank you for her life. We thank you for her legacy. We thank you for her influence. And we pray that you would just give her peace. It sounds like she's already got a lot of peace, but just continue to let that peace flow during her transition into heaven, which will be very soon. And we pray for, for Tim and for the other siblings and for the family and everybody involved. Even when you know this is about to happen, it's still difficult when it does. And so we thank you, Lord, that you rejoice with those who rejoice. And we're rejoicing right now um, as she uh, finishes out her time on earth, hitting the tape on the run, so to speak. And we know that you grieve with those who grieve and mourn with those who mourn as well. And so we pray for the family, the Duick family, throughout all of that time, now and upcoming. We thank you that you are always with us, thank you, Jesus. Lord God. We thank you that you placed your Holy Spirit within us. You are right here. You are within us. You're always here. We don't have to beg you to come. We don't have to find you. You are always right here within us. And I praise you for that. I praise you for your ever presence in our lives. And as we prepare our hearts for worship now, help us to bring to our minds, Holy Spirit, we ask you to bring to our minds anything we need to confess, whether it's a sin, whether it's something we did or didn't do, or just missed or messed up, maybe a harsh word, maybe we lost our temper, whatever it was over the last week. Let's bring those confessions before the Lord now silently. And Lord, help us now to set aside any baggage we may have come in with this morning, anything that's pressing on our minds or on our hearts. We just set that aside now as we focus on you this morning and worshiping you in spirit and in truth. We want to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So help us to do that this morning. And we thank you, God. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for what we can see, and we thank you for what we don't see, what we never see that you do for us all the time, and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as I said, uh, Kaylee is homesick today, so she's not on the worship team. And Stephen Blake are in South Dakota at his grandmother's funeral. Oh. And Bella is back with us this week. Hi, Bella. And Andrew is is joining us this week as well. And you are all joining us this week. Yes. So thank you for joining us. Let's worship the Lord. Amen. We've got a couple different themes going this morning, Um, one of which is revival, which I'm always excited to sing about that. 
Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. We seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. Refuse to waste our lives. For you're our joy and prize. To see the captive hearts released, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace. We lay down our lives for heaven's cause. We are your church. We pray revive this earth. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. Win this nation back. Change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom here. We pray. Unleash your kingdom's power, reaching the near and far. No force of hell can stop your beauty changing hearts. You've made us for much more than this. Awake the kingdom seed in us. Fill us with the strength and love of Christ. We are your church. We are the hope on earth. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. Win this nation that change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom here, we pray. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire Win this nation back Change the atmosphere Build your kingdom here We pray Amen And Bella recognized this as a good Easter week song when we were in practice. 
So good job paying attention to the theme, sweetie. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages looked down from glory to bear my sin and bear my shame. The cross is spoken, I am forgiven. The King of kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Jesus, yours is the victory. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. 
you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name jesus christ my living hope hallelujah praise the one who set me free hallelujah death has lost its grip on me you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name jesus christ my living hope jesus christ my living hope jesus christ my living hope we thank you lord thank you that you are alive you're not a memory you're not a tradition you're not something we think about as being past. You are present. You are alive. You are alive and active in us, through us, with us all the time. We thank you for that, Jesus. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me, oh, his love for me, oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. Free at last, he has ransomed me, his grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me, who the Son sets free, who is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am in my father's house. There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Oh, I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. Who the sun sets free. Who the sun sets free, 
who is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. want us to think about what are the things that God says in his word that we are, things that we need to believe that maybe sometimes we have a hard time believing. Just shout a couple out. Who are we according to scripture? Holy and chosen. Amen. Righteous in Christ. Peculiar people. Amen. What else? Sons and daughters. Beloved. Forgiven. Members of his body. Amen. We are the church. Ambassadors. We're heirs. Not just sons and daughters, but we inherit the kingdom. We're princes and princesses everywhere we go. We represent our father, the king co-workers with God, the King of Kings. Amazing, right? He created the whole universe and he asks to work with me. What is he thinking? What's that? Temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you, Jesus, that you have made us all these things through what you did for us on the cross. We didn't choose you, you chose us. You adopted us into your family. You looked out at the whole world and you pointed and you said, John, you're mine. Tim, I want you as my son. To all of us, he chose us. So Father, help us to step out of all the things that hold us back, the chains that we think are still there but have actually been broken chains of sin, chains of laziness, chains of this world, chains of distraction that hold us back. Thank you for breaking all those chains. Help us to stand and to walk boldly into the future that you're calling us to. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. You are chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen. Not forsaken, I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. 
You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. One more time. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Oh, I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for choosing us, even though we didn't deserve it in and of ourselves. We didn't do anything to be worthy of receiving your acceptance, your love, but we thank you for it. If there are those of us here or those of us watching from home who have a hard time stepping into that destiny because we don't feel worthy. Lord, help us to realize that that's true. We're not worthy. But the point of Jesus and the cross was that he came and chose us even though we weren't worthy. Help us to set down that unworthiness. Set down that feeling that we're disqualified or that others are called to do great things and we are not. Because of our past, because of our current struggles, whatever the case may be. Let go of whatever it is that's holding you back. Because Jesus already took care of whatever that is on the cross. Amen? Whatever it is to hold, that's holding you back, Jesus already took care of it on the cross. He took care of it a long time ago. Those chains that you see have already been broken. You look down and you still see a chain, but it's broken. Help us to walk into our destiny in you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would show, our, show us, just reveal to our hearts if that unworthiness thing is there. If we have that feeling within us and it holds us back somehow from you or from stepping into what it is you want us to do. Help us to break out of that. That's a lie from the enemy. You already took care of it all on the cross. And we ask that you would move, move in our own hearts Move in this church, move in this community, this city, and this nation. We watch the news or read what's going on in the world, and we, we're saddened, Lord. We're tempted to be afraid, but you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. We need more of those three. <laughs> Jesus, we need more of your power. And we need to receive more of your love so that we can give more away. And help us to have a sound mind and not get tossed back and forth by the things that are going on in the world. But to trust you. 
to know that you have things under control. We believe in you. We believe you are able, even in these days, to step in and change the direction of the country, change the direction of your church. Amen? We believe in you. You are able to do that. We don't doubt it. We believe. Help our unbelief. There is no fear, cause I believe. There is no doubt, cause I have seen faithfulness, my fortress, over and over. I have a hope found in your name. I have a strength found in your grace, your faithfulness, my fortress, over and over. Make way through the waters, walk me through the fire, do what you are famous for. What you are famous for, shut the mouths of lions, bring dry bones to life, and do what you are famous for. What you are famous for, I believe in you, God. I believe in you. Release your love inside of me. Unleash your power for all to see. Spirit, come, fall on us over and over. Make way through the water, walk me through the fire. Do what you are famous for, what you are famous for. Shut the mouths of lions. Bring dragons to life and do what you are famous for. What you are famous for. Make way through the water. Walk me through the fire. Do what you are famous for. What you are famous for. Shut the mouths of life. Bring dragons to life and do what you are famous for. What you are famous for. In you, God, I believe. In you, God of exceedingly, God of abundantly, more than we ask or think. Lord, you will never fail. Your name is powerful. Your words unstoppable. All things are possible. In you. God of exceedingly, God of abundantly, more than we ask or think, Lord, you will never fail. Your name is powerful, your word's unstoppable, all things are possible in you. Make way through the water, walk me through the fire, do what you are famous for. What you are famous for, shut the mouths of lions, bring dragons to life and 
do what you are famous for. What you are famous for. Make way through the water. Walk me through the fire. Do what you are famous for. What you are famous for. Shut the mouths of lions. Bring dry bones to life and do what you are famous for. What you are famous for. I believe in you. God, I believe in you. We believe. We believe in you. God, we believe in you. We do believe in you, Lord. We believe you're going to do it in this country, this city, this church. We believe you're going to do it in our own lives. I feel like the Lord uh, wants us to just say, say out loud, if there's a fire, we need to walk him through, or a lion whose mouths we need to shut, or a miracle we need him to do. If, if there's something we need, let's say it. Say it out loud, and we'll agree with you that God's going to do that. Anybody have anything specific they want to mention? Yeah. Healing. There's a lot. There's a lot who needs healing. We 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 prayed for healing already, but Lord, that's a. Some of these are are tough ones. A lot of people aren't here today because of sickness or injury. An unusual amount, actually, if you look at the number of people in the church. Uh, like a quarter of us are <laughs> sick or injured right now. That's a really high number. So, Lord, if that's some sort of attack from the enemy, we just rebuke that in Jesus' name. We claim your blood and your protection. We bind up any spirit of infirmity in Jesus' name, any spirit of calamity in Jesus' name. We bind that up and we loose your angels in this place and in the lives and families of all our people. We loose your healing power over everyone in Jesus' name. We pray for a breakthrough. Lord, come and walk them through the fire. Shut the mouths of lions, lions that are trying to destroy and devour our folks. Way too many folks in the hospital the last couple of weeks. My wife's gallbladder almost exploded Sunday night out of nowhere. And I thank you, Lord, for bringing her through that. And I pray for continued healing. I pray for continued healing for everyone, everything, everyone we prayed for already. And there are those of us struggling with chronic problems or problems we've had for a very long time. We pray for breakthrough. Lord Jesus, we pray for breakthrough. Do what you're famous for. You are a God of healing. These are darts, darts coming from the enemy, <laughs> darts uh, where where we feel discouraged. But uh, 
I'm looking up and seeing, Lord, the sky, the sky is still there. <laughs> and you are still there. You're on the throne. And uh, uh, yes, the, the healings we're looking for, Father, uh, but we, we do come against discouragement of darts that the enemy gives through all these glitches, uh, Lord. And uh, I thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit's comfort and encouragement and the power of your word. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be diligent about this in prayer for ourselves, our family, and for each other, that we wouldn't just accept what's going on that isn't right in our lives, that we would fight, that we would fight on our knees <laughs> by asking you to come and do what you said you were going to do. Father God, we're not making demands of you. We are, like David was, reminding you of what you already said, that you are the God who, in this case, heals all our diseases. You are our provider for those who need provision these days. God promised provision throughout the Bible. Read Matthew 6. He promised us provision. So if that provision is held up somehow, pray for that to release in Jesus' name. And I pray that if there's anybody here or watching for whom provision, financial provision, a place to live, whatever the case may be, is an issue, I pray release for that in Jesus' name. That is something God has promised to you. He has promised his people provision. And so we release that in Jesus' name. And I pray for those who uh, are in Uganda that we support with Harvest Water Africa. They need a lot of provision. Um, the COVID lockdowns destroyed like a third of the jobs that existed. And things, are, things have gone from bad to unbelievable. Families starving to death daily. And so, Lord, it's, it's into the rainy season and the growing season, so we pray blessing on all the farms that were planted. Uh, well over 200 banana farms now have been planted throughout that state uh, within, Nicar uh, within Uganda. And so we pray for blessing on those crops and on those families, Lord God. And I pray that people could see, could see those farms growing and that it would bring hope and bring not only natural life, but supernatural life and supernatural hope to people. That they can see that uh, Christians don't just believe in a God that they hope will provide for them, but they believe in one that actually does. Provides for their little daughter who's starving. We thank that you care about us, that you care about these things. We pray your continued blessings on them and help us to be open and listening, Lord, throughout this week for people that we need to pray for, conversations that we may have that we need you to speak through us or encourage someone and I just want to remind us of the prophetic word we had back in January for this year which was this is the year of the Lord's favor and that was a little tough to believe first week of January a lot of stuff going on but God said this is the year of the Lord's favor. And sometimes the Lord gives prophetic words, as we've said before, because he knows what coming is, what's coming is going to be difficult. And so he gives us a word ahead of time to encourage us through that time of difficulty. And we didn't know yet that we were going to be moving out of uh, Paul and Karen's house, moving very rapidly. We would need a place. And guess what? God showed us his favor, and he provided us this beautiful place exactly when we needed it. So God is fulfilling this word. This is the year of the Lord's favor. And the word continues, specifically, my favor will be upon you as you reach out to people. 
as you reach out to people, especially people in your lives. You reach out to them, then watch me work, and you will be amazed. So that's, that's part of our calling now for this year, is to reach out to the people in our lives. We have a new neighborhood here, so there are new people in our lives that we get to meet and we get to reach out to, but we also have plenty of other people in our lives. We have our family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, right? So as we reach out to them, I believe this year, there's a special anointing on us to do that. And that we're going to see more fruit than we've seen before. And as we let people know that we love them and we're available to them, I think we're going to have neighbors and coworkers and friends coming up to us. <laughs> ready or open to take another step. Maybe it's a step to hear about Jesus. Maybe not quite yet. Maybe it's just a step to know why do you have hope? I don't yeah. see any hope at yeah. all. Yeah. Why do you seem to still have hope? Why do you not complain all the time? What is your deal? The Bible says to always be ready to give a, an account right. for the hope that is within us. That means we better keep our hope up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to be a very good witness. That's if we don't appear very hopeful, if we're just complaining all the time like everyone else is. <laughs> right? I'm talking to myself too, by the way. Yes. You know, I need to remind myself of this all the time. I find myself complaining. It's a difficult week when your wife ends up in the hospital oh. and, and things like that happen, right? Um, and I have to remind myself, hey, if I'm feeling low on hope, then I know where to go to get more. Amen. Paul, you can come up. Is there anything we can do to help set you up today? Yeah, that was good. I'll take that, and Great. that will set me up. And we're homeless. We, uh, we're. Uh, we stayed at an Airbnb. We, yeah, yeah. We had a wonderful bed and breakfast. We do have a home, but we don't know what it is yet. Yes. That, that's, a, that's speaking in faith. We have a home, we just don't know where it is yet. Yes, yes. And as hey, I look hey, out. Paul? Uh, before we before you get started, if I may. Yeah. Thirty-two through what? Thirty-nine. Oh. Uh, our our friend uh, Carrie. God gave her a, a a verse. This is not the right version, though, hon. Is it? You don't. Is it? Do you have the text on your phone? What version um, do you want? New Living Translation. It's just an astonishing. Scripture kind of related to what Nate was just sharing. That's why I thought of it. Mm. Um, she sent it to us in an email. Snap just your JPEG. Just the JPEG. It's is just a, it was just astounding how um, that the Lord brought this scripture to her in this particular translation because it has such a specific application, but it's also for the rest of us, I think. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is um, Hebrews 10, 32 through 39 in the, in the New Living Translation. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it, rem it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. 
And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail, and all you owned was taken from you. You wow. accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will, not, will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Wonderful. I believe it will be harder and more wonderful, both and, like that scripture says. It will get tougher and it will get more blessed. And Karen and I are blessed to have help this last week or so. Masumi, thank you. I think you get the award for packing the most boxes. And David, you get the award for the longest stretch. You came before 8, and you stayed the longest of anybody till after 5.30. I was, I can't remember a time that I was as tired as I was last night. You know what time I went to bed? I went to bed at 8.30. I, I think I went to bed at 8.30 once when I was about 8 or 9. But that was the, that, I was the earliest. I, I, people came down and I was already in bed and they, they wondered what's going on. I'll tell you what was going on. I was tired. <laughs> Exhausted. Uh, Exhausted is a good word too, but so thankful. So thankful. God gave us 29 years. And I, as I say that, I could almost cry as I think that was the last night we slept there, Friday night. Tw 26, I'm sorry. 26, yeah. So very grateful, and now we'll be uh, kind of in between and, and waiting and looking and praying. And I'm blessed today to have this wonderful family here. If he looks any, anything like me, it's because we're in the same family. This is Israel, and uh, Israel said last night as we were getting ready to go to Simpson House, he said, why don't you come to our place? It'd be easier than trying to put things together. And then we had a breakfast, fantastic breakfast. He knew I liked granola, so he gave me a granola. And we had pancakes and bacon. And eggs. Yeah. So this is Israel, and I'm very proud of him. He's number five in our family, and he has three children. Listen to these names. Shepherd, Curie, and the youngest is in California. That's Shepherd. And this is Kyrie. I'm going to lift you up, Kyrie. Up we go. This is Kyrie. And how old are you? How old are you? I think you're three. And Valor. And Valor is in California. So she's the baby. He's the baby. Thank you. So I want you to rate yourself right now. Just. Think inside yourself, how am I at forgiving others? Give yourself a rating. You don't have to tell anybody, but just in yourself, think about, are you, are you an eight? Are you a five? 
Or is it is it terrible? Is it really hard for you? Maybe you're four. Think about it. Don't be too hard on yourself, but too easy either. You're not going to share it with anybody. So what I want to talk about is forgiving when it's hard to forgive. Say these words, I forgive you. Say these words, Ella. I forgive you. Okay. I remember, thank you, I remember early on when I said to Karen, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, and I said, I forgive you. And I said it like that. I forgive you. And as I look back, I was giving her 75% forgiveness, and I was holding back 25 in case she stabbed me, and I was going to give it to her again. I didn't want to give her total, because that would be irresponsible just to forgive her. So I held back a little bit, because I was wise and discerning. So... I want you to picture this. Three people. Jesus in the middle, and who is on his right and left? Two thieves. Two guilty thieves. And both Matthew and Mark say they are railing against him. They're coming after him. While, he, while they hang on the cross. And they're close enough to have a conversation. So they're not a long ways apart. He's talking to him. And they're both going after Jesus. What does Jesus say when he gets on the cross? What's the first thing that he says? Come on. Father, forgive them. They hear that. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I seemed like they kind of knew what they were doing. But they didn't know. They didn't really know who he was. And so Jesus, as his first order of business, as he's preparing to die for the sins of the world, speaks out forgiveness to these people who certainly didn't deserve it. Then something happens to one of them. And he basically tells his buddy, shut your mouth. Listen to what he says now. There's conviction and there's revelation. I want you to hear the conviction. I want you to hear the revelation because it relates to our, our forgiving others. We're getting what we deserve. Conviction. We're not here by accident. We deserve to die for what we have done. Now, what does he say about Jesus? He has done nothing Wrong. How did he know that? I think when he heard those words, God revealed something to him. And now he knows this is the Christ. He has done nothing wrong. Then he says something even more incredible. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. In other words... Jesus is, uh, is being told by this thief, death isn't going to keep you down. You are a king, and you have a kingdom. That's incredible revelation for a thief on the cross about to die to have. And he says, when you're there, remember me. 
So what does Jesus say? Today. So a few hours later, just picture this. A few hours later, he goes up to the gate. I don't know if Peter's at the gate or not. I don't know if he, you know, we say he's at the gate. I don't know if he's at the gate. But Peter stops him at the gate and he says, where are you going? He says, I'm going inside. Why are you going inside? Jesus said I could. Oh, when did he say that? This morning. A few hours ago. Okay, come on in. And without doing a good thing, he is saved by Jesus' forgiveness. Incredible. Forgiveness is so powerful. When we speak words of forgiveness, it can bring revelation to people. Here is Joseph, and his father just died. So what do his brothers do? Uh-oh. Because they're thinking we would get even without, without it dad in the way. So they're thinking he's going to go after us. So let's tell him that dad said that you've got to be kind to us. So they say that to Joseph. And what does he do? He cries. He's not a bitter man. He's a broken man. And so he breaks down and he cries. And listen to what he says. Am I in the place of God? Now, you've got to listen to that. You don't have a choice whether to forgive or not. You do not have the choice unless you are God, because vengeance is God. He will repay. I cannot repay by unforgiveness. I cannot say, I won't forgive this person. God will come after me if I do. Joseph said, I'm not going to play God in this situation. I'm going to be kind. And behind that, here are the words. Listen to this. All things work together for good. Now, how many things? All things. Those things that I feel, uh-oh, this is really a tough one. This is a bad one. And God is saying, I'm going to work it for good. You keep following me. You keep trusting in me. You keep forgiving people. I will work it out in a fantastic way. Joseph, he becomes the second most powerful person on the planet, and he cares for his brothers who are out to get him, and he's not out to get them back. That's wonderful. That's forgiveness. That's going deep. All things works together for good. If there's going to be any repaying done, it's going to be the one who says, I will repay, says the Lord. I once met with a couple a long time ago. Met with a couple. She sat on the couch. He sat over on the chair. He did not lift his head. He did not talk. She did all the talking. He had a one-day affair, one-moment affair, and she was really angry. And so after talking for a while, I said, I would understand if you couldn't forgive him. This is a tough one. He shouldn't have done that. That was, that was really wrong. That shouldn't have happened. 
here's what I'd like you to do. Take out a piece of paper, and I want, to write down, I want you to write down what he owes you. She says, what do you mean, what he owes me? Well, does he owe you anything? Well, he owes me attention. He owes me love. He owes me uh, faithfulness. He, okay, write it down. Write it down. And I gave her plenty of time. She write, wrote down a long list. And I said, do you think he'll be, okay, he'll be able to handle all this? She said, I don't know. I, I guess I hope so, but I don't, I don't know. And I said, well, if you can't forgive him, what I want you to do is fold it up and put it in your purse as a reminder of what he owes you. And then I said, Jesus said, if we couldn't, wouldn't forgive, we're opening ourselves up to a prison, to darkness, to torment, I think to demons. I think that's what it means that we, the demons come after us because he steps back and then we're open game. It's a similar verse to Ephesians 5.30 where it says, uh, do not be angry, be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on, on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity suggesting that if we go to bed angry, unforgiving, we're opening the door to the enemy. And in Matthew 18, we're open the door, we open the door to tormentors. It's as if unforgiveness causes God to step back and say, okay, you're on your own. I'm not going to protect you. And the demons come in. And then we realize, uh-oh, I've, I've got to do something about this. I don't, I don't, I don't have... Uh, power to overcome. So here are some reasons why we absolutely have to forgive. Unforgiveness is like garbage inside of our system. We were on vacation once for uh, about a month for a longer, longer session. We were away. We came back and the garbage had not been emptied. I looked out at it and it was maggots. I mean, it was, it was sickening stuff. And that's what happens inside our system if we don't forgive. It turns worse. It turns, it turns, uh, it turns to garbage. And it, it, uh, it's too hard on our inside. Second, we get demons. Third, we're playing God. And fourth, we're operating with a system of merit rather than mercy. Old Testament is merit. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. That was the Old Testament. If they take your tooth, you can take their tooth. If they hit your eye, you can hit their eye. Even score. Merit. New Testament, we're operating by mercy. And so Jesus says, love those who hate you. Do good to those who come against you. I'll pay you back, he says. When I read that verse in Luke 6, the guy that owed me $300 that I, I gave across the street, uh, Gave him for, to pay rent, and he, he chose not to pay me back after I tried to talk to him. And I read this first. I said, I'm done asking him. I'm going to get repaid by the Lord, and it'll be bigger than what he could pay me back. So I, uh, we're operating by mercy under the new covenant. We're, we're, not, we're not tit for tat here. We're, we're pouring out mercy 
to people who are unkind to, the, to us, lend to those expecting nothing in return, do good to those who despise you. And something in me, in my system of, of justice, kicks in. I say, wait a minute, this isn't fair. Right, neither was it fair to crucify the Son of God. But he said, forgive them. And so that's the spirit that he gives to his children. That's what we take. And so we are given mercy to extend it to others, and they don't deserve it. And even if they don't, we give it away. I'm going to tell you an incredible story. As best I know, it's true. I didn't hear it firsthand. I read it about a woman in Colombia who took in a young man who looked like he had been in a fight or in some kind of scrap. She took him in, and after being there for a while, he said, who is that picture of on the wall? And she said, that was my son who was killed in the war. And he said, I killed your son. And she said, now I don't die without forgiving the person who killed my son. I forgive you. She, was, she told him she was concerned that she would die without being able to forgive the person who took his life. And now she could thank him. So she, was, I don't know if she said thank you, but she, she was grateful to have dealt with that. And she forgave him. That's powerful. I don't think I was holding off forgiveness for a hotshot young pastor who embarrassed me in front of seminary students. But I realized I hadn't said, I forgive him, Father. I'd never seen him again, but I made sure that I'd forgive him. I said, I forgive him. It wasn't hard because that was in the past. It would have been hard at the time, I think. But I forgave him. And so what I would encourage you to do, that's my message. What I'd encourage you to do now is, uh, is there any area where you think you might be holding on to something and you're operating under the merit system and you feel as though this person doesn't deserve it and you're probably right. Take a moment. Thank you, Father, for the mercy of Jesus Christ, who led with this. It was his first order of business from the cross. And that very word was what brought a thief in to share eternity with Jesus. Not having a righteousness of his own, but you handed it, you gave it to him as he was dying. 
I thank you for the incredible gift of forgiveness, which gives us the courage and the power to forgive others regardless of whether we think they deserve it or not. And so we want to be people who model Jesus. We're going to be walking in this community for a while. And we would like to be like Jesus to the people here who don't have any idea what it is to be forgiven and to forgive others. Thank you that you've put us here for a good reason. We bless your holy name. Amen. I'd like you to break up into small groups, two or three, three at the most. Just get together with someone else, talk about this, share if there's areas that you have, you're tough when it comes to forgiving. Uh, go ahead, stand up, move around, get together, one or two people.